together growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3, from verse 1. The author starts by telling us a story, a scenario that takes place when Peter and John were going up to the temple to pray. And we hear how they met a man who was lame from birth, who had been carried over by his friends and was left at the gate of the temple. And this was a scenario that happens every day because the author tells us he was laid there daily by, his, by whoever, probably his friends or his family. But I would like us to begin by looking at what happens. We know that in Acts chapter 2, the, the author tells us about the coming down of the Holy Spirit and how Peter stands up and he preaches the word of God and how people are converted. But I would like us to, to notice what Peter and John does. They go daily to pray. And that is something important. Daily prayer. The importance of filling our days and the whole day with prayer. And prayer for me allows us to come closer to God, to realign ourselves with the plan and the purpose of God in our lives. And so I look at Peter and John who go up to the temple to be with God in prayer. Inasmuch as there are a lot of exciting things that are happening in their lives, but they have not abandoned their spiritual, personal growth. And I think one of the most important things that we need to learn and to remember is to forever search for God in prayer. Inasmuch as it is important to pray as a community, to pray as a family, but I also think we are called to have personal encounters with God. And prayer for me symbolizes and is manifested in many ways. It is me taking time and putting time aside and deciding to talk to God with whatever needs to be spoken about. And so it could be the mental prayer. It could be the prayer from the heart, the so-called spontaneous prayer. And there, there are issues that I probably need to discuss and to talk to God about. But also it could be a prayer where I recite and pray the rosary. I pray some traditional prayers where I'm uniting myself with the suffering of the world. But the other kind of prayer which I also find absolutely interesting and very powerful is to take the word of God and to open the scriptures. And it is a prayer that allows me to listen to God to open the word of God and ask God to speak to me in and through his word and to be open to be coached by God and to be open to be taught by God and if certain things need to change in my own life and to be open to that kind of transformation. And I find that scriptural prayers are very powerful because we open the word of God without really knowing or anticipating what we will find. 
And as we open and as we read it, we enter into that and we always ask ourselves, as it were, what is it that God wants to reveal to me today through his word? And I truly believe that every scriptural passage has a message that God wants to impart on me. And so the first thing that I'm very moved with and by is the, the prayer life of Peter and John. Their prayer life was something important. And sometimes we, we cannot afford to take a break from prayer. We cannot afford to be people that refuse to pray just because we cannot gather as a community together. We need to make time and take that time seriously in prayer. That's number one. Number two, I find it absolutely powerful that as they go to prayer, they see or they notice a man who's been carried, a man who is lame. Now, this could have given a lot of reactions. They could have looked at that, ignored it, and continued and went to pray. But somehow, I believe that being prompted, being moved by the Holy Spirit, they refused to go into the church, into the temple, into the place of prayer, and ignore the things that are happening outside. And so they see the plight of a man whom the scriptures tell us very clearly, he had been lying there every day. They carry him there every day. And so Peter and John, they look at this man, and for some reason, they stop. And they look at this man, and Peter looks at the man, and, 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 he, and he directs his gaze at him with John. And Peter commands the man, he says, look at us. Notice us. And so Peter enters into the life of the man. He does not look above the man. He doesn't see through him. He makes him the center of attraction. And he says, I'm you are important to me and I would like us to talk. And Peter leads us to something deeper. Prayer life should always lead us into action. Our prayers must always bear fruits. We cannot be prayerful people who are not concerned about the things that are happening in our lives. The material of our prayers should be the things that are going on in our lives. That becomes the most important thing about prayer. That I take God and I involve God in the things that are happening in my life. It is for this reason that I also believe that it is absolutely doesn't make sense to lie to God in prayer. To tell God that everything is going well, meanwhile you know it is not going well. To tell God that I'm, I'm, I'm fully happy and I'm excited, meanwhile I'm depressed and I'm frustrated, I'm angry, or I'm going whatever, through whatever that is happening in my life. Prayer is an ability to be honest with myself and to be honest with God and to talk to God about the things that which affect me the most. And we find this in the person of Peter and John. They look at the man. And so they bring the faith of God into the man and they allow the man to enter into that zone 
of being cared for, taken seriously. And so as Peter and John looks at the man, I like the beautiful word, they gaze at him and they say to him, look at us. And the man fixed his attention upon them. And there Peter comes up with something powerful. Silver and gold, I have none. But I give you what I have. It is an acknowledgement to say, I don't have everything in life. But that which I do have, I am willing and I am prepared to share. And we live in a culture, we live in a society where one is somehow tempted to think only for himself, only for his family. And Peter is saying to us, we, there are certain things that which we have, and that which we have are we able to share with those who do not have. Am I able to share my time? Am I able to share my resources? Am I able to share my faith? Am I able to share forgiveness, healing, and whatever that the Lord has given me as a gift? Am I willing to share, especially in time of crisis, am I able to share the resources that I have so that it becomes enough for everybody? I'm not the only one who has while everybody around me does not have. And so Peter says, I don't have silver, I don't have gold, but I will share what I have with you. And he leads this man, and I can see this man in anticipation to say, well, if you don't have silver and gold, what is it that then you have? And he says, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. And this is the first time we hear a healing being done through the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I command you to rise and to walk. Peter does that which has not been done before. He only does that which the master has done, Jesus himself. And he says, not in my power, but in the power of God. In the name of Jesus, I command you to rise and walk. I command you to come up, to get up from that which has been carrying you. I command you to rise above the situation. I command you to be free. And I think that's what we all long for. There may be things in our own lives that are holding us down. There may be things in our own lives that are preventing us from achieving that which we need to do. Could be anger, could be frustration, it could be bitterness, it could be unwillingness to forgive. It could be many things that protect, that prevent us from achieving the greatness in our lives. There could be things in the past that are holding us back. There could be fears of the unknown future that are holding us back. And Peter says to us, as he said to the man, in the name of Jesus, I command you to rise and to walk. And that's what we are asked to do. To have faith in God, not because we have all the answers. To have faith in God, not because we have figured it out. We have faith in God because we know that the one who calls has power to control and to bring about fruition in everything that he has planted. May Almighty God bless and protect you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.